to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 272 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about the serratus anterior muscle. We'll be going over some anatomy. We'll be looking at the function of the serratus anterior. We'll be talking about why this muscle is so very important and so much more. But if you don't mind holding for a moment, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by MedBridge. Harnessing the power of technology to help you advance your career and improve patient outcomes, MedBridge delivers over 2,000 evidence-based CE courses and more than 7,000 specialized patient exercises available whenever you need them from wherever you are. MedBridge goes beyond CEUs. They're leading the space. From interactive webinars led by top industry leaders to the first ever HEP patient mobile app, MedBridge has taken learning to the next level for over 200,000 PTs, OTs, ATs, SLPs, and nurses, and those they serve. For a limited time, use promo code OEP to receive $175 off your annual subscription. Welcome back, everyone. So this is going to be our first podcast episode in 2023. I really never thought I would get here. And I know I mentioned that periodically, but if some of you really knew me and met me one-on-one, you'd be looking at me and saying, how did this guy ever build a website, develop a podcast, do a YouTube channel, hit 15 million views, and uh, just reach people all around the world. And really, to be honest with you, I have no idea how I did it. But I really, you know, think it's because I had a lot of support um, here at home. I've had a lot of people say, you know, you probably should, you know, spread this information and this knowledge about your experience in physical therapy and in treating orthopedic conditions. And I just kind of ran with that. Um, so really, the the hard and fast answer here is I really don't know why I started this. But I do know that the feedback that I get from YouTube followers people I coach, podcast listeners has just been incredible. Um, I love to see the success stories and hear, you know, when people do better because of what they've learned. And I love that aha moment, you know, when medical providers nail an orthopedic diagnosis, it just thrills me to death. Or when somebody, you know, that I'm coaching says, I feel so much more secure in my job. My patients aren't canceling as much anymore. Um, I feel more comfortable communicating with other medical providers. Um, And they just have this sense of relief, you know, when they're working with orthopedic patients. And I think really that is what it's all about. Um, You know, through this whole journey, I've met some awesome people. I've learned a lot of things on the way. Um, And, uh, you know... I've been able to develop a platform for others to utilize and uh, help learn more. So, uh, you know, again, I think that's really what makes me happy. And this is why I want to continue doing, um, you know, what I'm doing. So with that being said, I have lots more to bring to you. Um, There are so many people that I want to help and my goals uh, that I want to fulfill and achieve. Uh, So I've got a long way to go ahead of me here. So I'm not going to be uh, ending OrthoEvalPal anytime soon by any means. Uh, And uh, make sure that you let me know if there's anything I can help you with regarding your goals surrounding the evaluation and management of orthopedic conditions, because I'd love to connect with you and uh, see what we can do to help you out. Uh, And oftentimes your questions to me are great questions to all of the rest of our listeners. So uh, feel free to send those over to me. 
So I think it's probably time here that we get started with our show. Today we're going to be talking about the serratus anterior and I've seen several of these lately in my office, and I know a lot of you have noticed this, that if something jumps out at me at the clinic, um, I want to bring it to you here on the show. And uh, so I really want to be honest, though, before I even get started talking about the serratus anterior. In my 30 years of practice, I have never really found much value in technically measuring how the scapula functions, to be honest with you, like to get very specific measurements and, um, you know, uh, find out what the exact ratio is from scapula to humeral motion and whatnot. Um, because you can take 10, 20, 30, you can take 100 uninjured, uninjured individuals, evaluate their scapula to find that they all have a different resting position. They all move differently. And these people can all be pain-free. They can be totally functional and not have any problems, but their scapulae are not going to be sitting in the same spot or moving the same way. Um, really, the number one big player here is the serratus anterior. All right, the serratus really does a great job at mobilizing that scapula. It helps it float in space. Remember, this is a physiologic joint. This is not a hinge joint or a ball and socket. This scapula has to sit in the air, and it is it floats there over the rib cage and moves at very particular times. And a lot of times it has to do with that serratus anterior that gives it a lot of stability. So let's just talk a little bit about the anatomy. Um, the serratus originates at the upper nine ribs and inserts at the medial border of the scapula. Okay, So it migrates um, from the anterolateral chest all the way back along the rib cage and attaches to that medial border of the scapula. So it helps to abduct the scapula, helps to move that inferior angle laterally a little bit. It also helps to hold that medial border up against the rib cage, which in my opinion is the most important part of its action. Okay. Um, the most important job of the serratus is to really keep that glenoid in the right place, in the optimal position for that glenohumeral joint to move well, okay, and to help optimize the muscle length tension of the rotator cuff. So it all comes down to active and passive insufficiency. If that glenohumeral joint is in the right position and the rotator cuff muscle is in its optimal position, it will function well. Okay, but if that serratus is weak and, and not holding that scapula uh, down up against the rib cage, that glenoid is now in a different position. It's not sitting in that plane of the scapula anymore. So if it's tilted forward too much, you're going to end up with some impingement of the shoulder. Um, the rotator cuff is going to shorten too quickly as you try to elevate abduct and externally rotate the arm. So what you'll see with people who have serratus anterior issues is that their rotator cuff musculature will not function very well. Okay. So even if the scapula is not symmetrical in position to the other, that's okay. As long as it moves at the right time for you. Okay. Um, and it's got to stabilize that scapula. So let's just talk about a few tips here as we talk about this serratus anterior. And there's so much that we could talk about that. I think I'm just going to throw this into two or three different episodes. We'll talk about how to special test it. We'll talk about, um, you know, what causes it. But today I just wanted to focus on the muscle itself and just a few tips on how to manage it if it's not functioning just right. Okay. So if you're suspecting weakness of the serratus muscle, Evaluate the rotator cuff strength, okay? You'll find that some people will have significant weakness in that rotator cuff just because it's not in that optimal 
position. Okay, so you might have some active or passive sufficiency issues with the rotator cuff itself because the scapula is not sitting um, in a neutral position. Also, if somebody has lateral elbow tendinopathy, check out their scapular strength and their ability to keep that scapula uh, up against the rib cage, and just check to make sure that they don't have a serratus anterior um, weakness or a long thoracic nerve palsy because there is an association between, and this has been researched, there is an association between lateral elbow tendinopathy and weakness in the shoulder and scapula. Okay, so I'm, I'm just glad when, I, when I've seen the research come out on this that, I mean, we've been strengthening the heck out of people's um, scapula thoracic region uh, for years when they have tennis elbow. Uh, and uh, we just felt that it was important to get that good proximal stability. And we learned this in school. Proximal stability equals good distal mobility. So if somebody has lateral elbow tendinopathy check out that shoulder that scapula that serratus make sure that that's functioning well okay um be sure to perform the scapular assistance test or the boxer's punch test um and uh, i will have a video attached to this on how i perform the scapular assistance test um and i'm also going to be doing a podcast about how we do it how i've modified it a little bit and how it can be a great special test to identify if somebody has serratus weakness now if you're suspecting that there's weakness and or paralysis and this is causing pain usually a heaviness um, type of discomfort it could be like a tractioning the upper trap is working a little bit too hard now because that serratus isn't functioning as well Um, and um, and so what happens is you get this kind of like a neural tension and chronic sustained postural stress you know Consider the external stability of that, okay? So if somebody can't strengthen right away, maybe they've had an injury, maybe they've got a palsy of some sort, but consider externally stabilizing that scapula. And I'm telling you, it can make a huge difference and can be a game changer. So be sure to check that video out that I have in the show notes because this young lady that um, I had a, who had a positive Uh, scapular assistance test, we also taped her scapula just to keep the medial border up against her ribcage. And she felt like a million bucks. I mean, uh, she gets two or three days of relief, which is something she hasn't had in a good long time. Um, And so be sure to check that out. And uh, that can be very helpful. If the taping helps, and we are just waiting for um, this serratus to get stronger over time, then some people can function well with some sort of a scapular stabilization shirt. Um, there's the S3, and there's uh, there are different types of shirts out there that help to stabilize that scapula. It's just a little easier than taping yourself, which you can't do. Um, so uh, you could certainly check something like that out. And that may make them a little more functional and less painful uh, while they're going through this healing process. Um If you're having difficulty strengthening the shoulder because the serratus is so weak, then you may want to place this patient in a supine position on a fairly firm surface, okay, not a bed um, with a really soft mattress, but something that is relatively firm like a plinth or even an exercise mat so that the scapula stays in a better position. Now, I know you're not going to be strengthening the arm against gravity as much like you would if you're doing active shoulder flexion or abduction or full can exercises 
exercises against gravity, but you can certainly place their band at their feet and have them utilize that to uh, supplement that gravity that's not there while they're on their back. But what happens is that scapula stays in a much better position. The serratus doesn't have to function as hard, but you can still activate the rotator cuff and really get it to work. Um, so those are all little tips that uh, I find you know can be very helpful when treating somebody with uh, you know a problem that serratus anterior. Don't forget, you know, a better evaluation equals better treatment. So make sure that um, you assess that serratus when you see the patient. And um, our next episode, we're going to be talking about causes of serratus anterior weakness. I'll talk to you all about how I like to approach the patient subjectively objectively, and then back to subjectively. Um, and then after that, we'll talk about some special tests on how to identify if that serratus is a little bit on the weak side. But I hope you all enjoyed today's show. Uh, be sure to check out our website at orthoevalpal.com. I am wishing you all a great 2023, and be sure to be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.